Hey guys, this is Cass. And this is Jess. And we are the Long Distance Fangirls. Today, we are so excited because we're talking about Stole My Heart, Stand Up, and Moments on the Up All Night album. We would like to issue a very quick trigger warning about the song Moments that'll be coming up later this episode. We will reintroduce this trigger warning once we get closer to the song, but we just wanted to put it out there because we will be discussing topics of mental illness and suicide. We recognize that those topics may be a little bit uncomfortable for some of our listeners. So just a heads up, but until then, enjoy. All right, we're back at it another week. Before we jump into the songs, Jess, let's hear a life update. How is it going? I actually have a very relevant update for you guys this week because I've already talked about this situation like two or three weeks ago. So if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that I have had some issues with scheduling an MRI follow-up that I need. And oh my God, this week just mm, was truly the icing on the cake towards this story. So long story short, my dudes, I went to the hospital. I actually had an appointment set up. Everything was finally finalized with insurance. Everything was going to be taken care of. And I was at the hospital and they ended up sending me home because they didn't have the right equipment to perform the MRI. How can they, how can you go through all of this, finally get there and then just another shutdown. Like that just takes the the saying like life always gets worse. Like the type of thing. Like what <laughs> you think things are going okay? Don't. <laughs> well, what's really funny to me is like it wasn't even right away when I got there. I was there for like an hour to an hour and a half before they sent me home because. Oh my god. I know. I had to, like, do a full, like, lab workup before I was going to go in here. They brought me back. They had, like, an IV kit ready. Thank God they didn't stick me. I was going to say, did they stick you or anything? No, because the technician, after I had done all the other labs, he didn't show up for another 20 minutes, which I thought was weird because, I don't know, my appointment was at 9. I didn't understand why it was, like, close to 9.30 by the time he got out there, you know? And then he started going over all of my paperwork with me, like verbally, all the like questions I'd filled out. And I thought that was weird, too. And then he's like, I think he could tell that I was annoyed because he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just stalling right now. And I need to be completely transparent with you. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I was like, I'd prefer you not to stall and just send me home right away. And we deal with it like. Well, I don't know, because then dealing with it over the phone is a nightmare, too. So, I don't know. It just was really inconvenient. So, did anything get resolved? Um, I have another appointment. Okay. I I do have, like, another appointment next week. Um, But it all really comes down to the fact that... So, the stuff they didn't have was, like, the contrast dye they, like, put in your body through the IV, right? They had a different brand of it or a different, like, type or something. I don't know, uh, the medical terminology or whatever. But the whole issue was that they could not get a hold of my liver doctor, which, as we've discussed in the past, is a nightmare for me, too. So I'm not quite surprised that they couldn't get a hold of them, but it just, like, made the situation so much worse because I'm almost positive they would have been like oh yeah just go ahead with the like whatever stuff you do have yeah. on hand what a doctor like how can you be so <laughs> how can you have such poor communication as a doctor like I feel like that's one of the most important past having all the technical knowledge you have to have the people skills you know and this person just lacks it Majorly. I think it's probably maybe he's just overworked. I know his main practice is in Chicago and we're from a smaller town, like pretty far south of Chicago. So I think he only really comes down to my area like once a month anyway. So I'm sure he just doesn't put like the priority on people from the middle of the the state. Yeah, which makes sense. But then it also is just You shouldn't have to suffer from that. They should not take on such a workload where they cannot give everybody the care that they deserve, you know? So true. But 
in slightly happier news, I started a new book. And it's oh. actually, I know, my grandma actually gave it to me. And she's like, this book is going to make you mad. And I was like, fantastic. I can't wait to be angry. But in her own way, she's a little bit of a feminist. And this book has a lot of, like, feminist ideals. It actually was written in the 70s, which was a big, like, peak moment for the feminist yeah. movement. And yeah. so it, it's really interesting. And I haven't gotten to the part that's make, going to make me mad yet. But um, I don't know. I, I can feel what's, like, coming. And let me just say, it's it's going to be, I'm going to be mad. What's the book? <laughs> it's called The Stepford Wives. Oh, I feel like I may have heard of it. Obviously, I've never read it or anything, but that sounds really interesting. Let me know your your final thoughts, and maybe I'll read it too. I will. Maybe once I finish it next week, because it's really short. I'm sure I'll finish it next week. Uh, I'll give like a quick little update about if it really did anger me or not. Yeah, yeah, you gotta let us know. Let us know how it turned out. Will do, will do. Now, enough about me, though. What is going on with you? I have had, you know, those weeks when you were in school and you just couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> that This was one of those weeks. I am very glad it's Friday. It was an exam week. And on top of my exams, I also had, you know, you and an interview and all this other side stuff going on as well. So it was just a very busy, kind of stressful week, and I am, I have to apologize in advance for this podcast in case I sound very exhausted. I am. <laughs> I did not get much sleep last night, but I am, I, I do apologize, but I'm very excited to be doing this because this is such a great way to end the week for me, always. Weren't you up until like 4 a.m. last night? Yeah, I was working on this lab that was due today, and, you know, shame on me for pushing it off so much, but I, like I said, I had exams, other exams I had to study for, and so I was, I had an exam on Monday, so last week's and weekend studying was for that exam, then I had one on Wednesday, so then, you know, you take Tuesday to study for it, and I had an interview on Tuesday, so I was preparing for that, and so then I... Thursday, I was so tired from the rest. I was like, wait, yesterday was Thursday. Yeah. So then yesterday I did the slab. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I trying to figure out what day it is. <laughs> so is this like considered your midterms week then? Yeah. Yeah. This was midterm week. One of uh, them. Midterms yeah. is al always the worst. Like in college, I always thought it was just like, it was so much worse than finals because you actually have to do like, other things and you still have to attend class and like go to your yeah. regular schedule it's just midterms truly like just suck in every single way and I'm still trying to get used to it because I did my undergraduate at a school that does trimesters and so everything is pushed a lot faster and different classes go on different schedules for exams and stuff so sometimes there would be uh trimesters where my four classes would all have exams the same weeks. And those, of course, were horrible. But a lot of times it ended up that I would have one exam a week. And that made things a lot easier. And so now with my master's, I go to a semester school and it's like, no, there is a dedicated <laughs> midterm week. <laughs> I'm like, this is, they're actually setting aside a week where they're like, this isn't finals. This is a week of exams plus labs classes and everything else I'm like what why are you doing this <laughs> why would you actually set this aside so I do apologize but I am so glad it's Friday and that this week is done yes it is gosh I can't believe I'm sure you disagree after what you just said but I think this week has gone by super fast and truly cannot believe that it's Friday right now I know this I feel like this month in general has gone by really fast. I can't believe that, it, you know, Halloween is next week. All this stuff. I'm bitter about it. I'm so bitter about it. Halloween's like one of my favorite holidays. And I feel like obviously with COVID celebrating is just like not going to happen anyway. But I just I haven't gotten my spooky on yet. And it makes me sad. I 
And you know I agree. I mean, Halloween was like our holiday, you know, back when. Because we would, we'd have the parties and we would hand out candy together and all this we'd stuff. Fright Fest and we'd yeah, go to haunted, haunted houses. houses. Yeah. So that was, it was like, our, we would watch scary movies together and, you know, introduce what? each other to different ones. And so we... It was really our thing, and it going to college has made me sad about it, especially now that I'm in like graduate school and with COVID and stuff. Because it's like, man, there's nothing going on. I I am gonna carve a pumpkin tonight though, so trying to get in the spooky spirit. Yeah, I'm gonna paint a pumpkin on Sunday, and we're carving ours. We usually carve it, I think, the day before Halloween, so it can like sit outside for the trick-or-treaters and stuff but let's jump into this episode now that we've (laughs) we've told everybody all about our lives i am ready to talk about direction and really to talk about these three episodes because we're not technically but really we're wrapping up the up all night album because we do have the b-sides left but truly moments is the last song of the album and we've hit the end my friend we have, and you know what, I like, part of me is kind of sad because these songs are so, I don't know, they just hit you right in the feels because they were your introduction to the band, but then a big part of me is also like, I'm so looking forward to like, <laughs> moving <there's>, on. <laughs> yeah, any other album, but Up All Night. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It was so nice to go back and kind of listen for nostalgic reasons to listen to these songs and like get back in the up all night feeling but I agree there's One Direction's Prime isn't until later and that's when we're getting to you know these songs are good nostalgically but those songs are just good for anybody exactly but I know so we're starting off with Stole My Heart and I know that this is um, a kind of a follow-up to last week's episode. You have a story with Stole My Heart. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I do. Stole My Heart was my, like, wake-up-in-the-morning alarm for the longest time. And I truly do mean the longest time. It was, like, <laughs> I, it might have been three years. Like, I wish I was kidding. I, I think part of it longer it was, than I did, for sure. I did because it was until I got a new phone and I got a new phone sophomore year of college and I definitely had started it in high school. So your roommates in college had to deal with it. (laughs) My new roommates, the people that I just met. Yes, they had to deal with it. And what's really funny about that especially is so if you guys don't know, I I am pretty transparent about it, but I have a very physical disability. I use a wheelchair. And because of that, my freshman year, I actually got a room to myself kind of in my dorm. Um, So it wasn't totally a single. It was technically a a quad, but one of the like branch rooms to the quad they gave me personally to use. So I had enough space to park my wheelchair and kind of figure things out my first year. But um, because of that, I took advantage, I will outwardly admit, I took advantage of the fact that I lived alone, even though I had two other roommates that lived in a room, like, across our living room. So we had, like, the common space in the middle, and then their room was on the other side. But I took advantage of that, like, room divide. And they never complained, but the one thing that they would complain about all the time (laughs) was my alarm, because I would... I don't know. I don't, I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this, but I set like four alarms in the morning because I never get up when I actually like think I'm going to. Um, so I don't know. I would have like a nine 30 class and I would set my alarm for eight thinking, all right, I'm going to shower and put my makeup on and look cute today. And like most of the time that I didn't never happen. happens. <laughs> no. So I would get up closer to like eight 45 and then like rush around. I might still look okay. And I usually would still get a shower in quick, but I don't know. It just, It was always much later. And what's funny is it never like woke them up. Like they couldn't hear it in their room, but they would work on homework out in the common room and they could hear it like blaring through (laughs) our like vents. 
And they said that they got so sick and tired of that song and they were like almost triggered by it every time it would start. Because that the beginning of Stole My Heart is so like just in your face. It's like I, I, I'm not going to mimic it for the sake of everybody listening, but you know what I'm talking about. It's just like yeah. that big like I, I don't even know. It's like electronic pop, like just like in your face, like immediately. Yeah, and I it's so interesting to me that they put Save You Tonight and Stole My Heart right next to each other, kind of towards the end, because we've kind of hit almost what, like if this was a story or something, what would be the climax? And so we've hit this big point right before the end. <laughs> it's like they're hitting us with these huge, loud, synthy club intros to keep us interested <laughs> here at the end. They really are. And that's a really good point because I didn't even think of that, like how it is. It's like, it's very much like the climactic moment. Like, this is like it. This is like what we want you to remember. Like, this is a yeah. fun, upbeat album. And they, and I, as much as I, I don't really love like the thumpy bass club vibe that this song is musically. I still, for some reason, just love this song. I don't know. It's so catchy that I just, that beginning catches, catch almost catches me a bit more than Save You Tonight. I chose Save You Tonight just because it was so loud and bombardic, but Stole My Heart is kind of a fun song rather than a yell in your face. It is, but I actually made a note saying that I love this song. It's very much like a, a song that I would listen to like in my free time. Mm-hmm. But I I think it would be better as a solo song. I, I it doesn't sound boy bandy to me at all. It's well, and something that I said is that it doesn't fully match lyrically and musically. Whereas That's what I said too. <laughs> it it's lyrically a hundred percent a boy band song. And Obviously, it doesn't sound that way because Harry and Liam sing the entire song except for the bridge. It does kind of lose a bit of it. It follows the the up all night formula. If we were to, you know, put this in this is my engineering brain, but this is there's like a calculation to an up all night song where it's like, okay, the first verse is going to be Liam, second verse. Usually Harry, maybe we'll do Niall and Louie together. Bridge is Zane. And that's how they all are. And it's like it only having Liam and Harry and a little bit of Zane loses its boy bandiness, the club sound thumpiness to this electronic sound to this song loses it. But then lyrically, it's like, oh, yeah, the, it's about boys singing about stealing a girl's heart, you know? Yeah, I agree. This song is like all over the place. And I actually said that this would be a great Liam solo song because I feel like it's very um, like his style with the very pop and electronic kind of sound. And that said, I would definitely agree to switch the lyrics because the shy versus confident thing doesn't work to me like the music is very clubby as we've said and to me that gives off this vibe of like confidence and like just being like in the moment and happy whereas the lyrics are like I start to say I think I love you but I make no sound like no I'm sorry those those two things don't go together like you have to have the same vibe there's a huge mismatch with this song but that said the chorus to this song (laughs) I love it so much. I always I always find myself just dancing around to it. Harry sings it and he sounds really good, but it also he sounds so young in the chorus. He sounds like a little child because they auto-tuned it so much. <laughs> but I still he does. Just, there's something about it that's just so catchy that makes me want to dance to it. Harry does sound really young, and I think that's one reason why I noted, like, I think it really would be a better solo song than a boy band song, because they're, especially with electronic music, you want things to sound very static and very much the same. I don't know if that makes sense. And to me, like, the the differing voices, especially how drastic they are, I mean, because Zayn has his own, like, flavor, as we've said before, and then Harry being so, like, 
immature sounding in this next to Liam, who is also very auto-tuned. I just don't Mm -hmm. get, like, if they were going to auto-tune it so heavily, which obviously they did, like, every other song on the album, I don't get why they wouldn't have done so in a way that, like, harmonizes them better, that, like, brings their voices together, because they're too starkly different to make this song, like, 100% the masterpiece that I want it to be. Yeah, I I agree. But I... I don't know. For I to me it's so weird because normally like I don't like thumpy club music. It's I don't like Liam's solo stuff. I'll come out and say it. I don't like that type of music. But I love this song for some weird reason. <laughs> it's really good. It's always been one of my favorites. It like is even though I've just kind of torn it apart, it's still gonna like remain one of my favorites and I don't know. It's just, it's a really catchy song, I think, too. Like, lyrically or not, I think the beat in the background just makes you, like, feel the song. And so you want to get up and dance. You want to enjoy it. And it just does so many good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we ready to rate? I think so. Do you want to go first? Actually, I would like you to go first because I am still deciding. <laughs> I can't fully oh, make up my, my goodness. Mind. All right, I'll go first. So I put it at a four, which I know is pretty high, but I gave it that nostalgia bonus that I tend to do just because it does have such a, like, firm place in my memory. And then on top of that, it's just, like, like I said, it's a fun dance song. It, like, is something to this day, like, if I heard it when I was out at a bar or a club or something, I wouldn't be upset. Okay, then I feel better about my rating. I was going between a three and a three and a half. I'm going to go ahead and give it the three and a half then, because I I agree. It's one song, It as much as I would have thought that it wouldn't age with me, it has. It's it's definitely aged well with me. I still will just pick it out and listen to it and always want to dance. Love that. Love that so much. Next, we're moving on to Stand Up. Which talk about a song that didn't age well with me. With wow, I okay. First, I do want to say though, I kind of forgot that this song existed. <laughs> to be quite what? honest, <laughs> yeah, I it's one of those. It just kind of was forgotten for me. But I I do like this song actually quite a bit. Well, I think this was one of those songs that didn't really live past the up all night tour where a lot of the songs from up all night we saw again on the take me home tour but this was one of them that got cut so that actually makes sense which to me is kind of weird because i can see this being a really good live song it's so easy to sing along to but it yeah you're right it did kind of fall out but i I do like it. It's to me it's it's very similar to Stole My Heart and it is kind of a follow up because it's singing about the exact it's pretty much Stole My Heart part 2 because it's singing about stealing somebody's heart. I said it's like a response to Stole My Heart so the Stole My Heart is like the introduction to this person you meet in the club and stand up is kind of like all right, we've been talking for a while like you know I'm interested. Are you interested in me? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it's it kind of it does take it to the next level because still my heart's kind of cute that like look across the room and see them and I want you to steal my heart type thing. And then stand up is I'm a thief. I'm a thief. Call me a thief. I stole your heart <laughs> like type of thing. I absolutely love that song. I will go down and say I love that chorus chant so much. The I'm a thief. Do you really? Oh my god, I love it so much. I can't not sing to it when it comes up. It's so much fun to sing along to. Okay, maybe. I don't know. That is actually like the part that like really turned me off of this song. Really? Yeah, and I thought it was so one- cheesy. Oh, 100%. But I embrace the cheese with Up All Night. You have to embrace the cheese. The whole album is cheesy. I've embraced the cheese in other songs like (laughs) I Want and other things. Up All Night. I don't need to embrace it on every song. I think that's we kind of... I don't embrace it with I Want, but I do with this song. But one thing with the I'm a Thief that kind of makes me want to sing it even more is Zane's kind of response sings to the I'm a thief so you know it's like I'm a thief I'm a thief 
call me a thief. Oh, his call me a thief's life. They give me life. <laughs> the song's not like bad. And like actually looking at where I placed this, I, I did it like in my lineup. When I was listening to it, I must have been feeling it because it's above you both did, songs. Well, yeah, you pl- you placed it pretty high for what you're saying. I know. Okay, here's the thing, though. I hated this song when I was, like, first getting introduced to One Direction. I hated it, and then it, like, resurfaced for me, and then I fell in love with it for a while, which I don't know why. And then, like, out of nowhere, I was expecting to hate it this time. And I, like, kind of did, but I also, like, kind of didn't. And so it's just kind of, like, average. I don't know if that makes sense. Really, I I have to say that I think it musically might be better than Stole My Heart, in my opinion, just because Stole My Heart is so clubby, thumpy, and only showcases three of the guys, whereas stand-up showcases all five. Honestly, I I said, I think Niall and Louis sound really good on this song, especially Niall. I think he sounds great. On top of that, it's just more of what I enjoy. It's less club thump, and it's more just fun pop. My first note about Niall said his, like, Echo on top of Harry, like the duo they have kind of throughout is like, I that's one of my favorite parts of the music. Even though Niall is super auto-tuned in it, I just, I don't know why, but hearing Harry and then Niall, I always like their voices together and I always have me and too. I always will. And it, just, too. it does something for me. I know we had a conversation too about stand-up where <laughs> about, I didn't know what it meant until today and I had to look it up <laughs> what a stand-up is yes <laughs> what, is, what is it I have no idea a stand-up is a robbery so they are physically robbing or stealing the heart of somebody <laughs> is this a British like definition yeah a, yeah a stand-up is a robbery I mean I definitely heard it in America too where it's like but I think it's an older term especially like old Hollywood where it was like in the movies, it was like, there's a stand-up being a robbery. Okay, I get it. It's a little... Okay. So yeah, they're actually truly singing about stealing somebody's heart. (laughs) Which is cute, but also, us being from the United States, a stand-up means like somebody didn't show up to a date. And so... I don't know. It got a little lost in translation. I actually was very confused. I think that's why my like whole take on this was so confused because I was trying to figure out the lyrics for the longest time because I just didn't get how someone could not date, but the guy was still singing about how, well, I want to steal your heart like you stole mine. And I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see how that's confusing. But yeah, stand up is kind of an older term for a robbery. So I think it was very, that, and that did make things a lot better. I'm very glad that I looked it up because I'm like, oh, I'll make sense now. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, knowing that, it doesn't change my rating at all, but it does, like, give me a little bit more peace of mind with my rating because it makes more sense. Yes, I agree. Oh, one other thing that I just, a very quick note that I wanted to say, because I I know it's a conversation that is just big in One Direction lore, is the saying of chance. And I made a note, because Zane says, if you only give me a chance, and he is the only member to say chance correctly. (laughs) Wait, did he say it right? I love that. It it starts off weird. It's you start off thinking, oh, is he gonna say it? Is he gonna say it weird? Because he goes like chance, and then he gets into chance, and I'm like, ah, you got there. You almost. Oh, that's <laughs> on the bridge, isn't it? When it's like yeah. the last part of the bridge. Okay, yeah. yeah, he does say it right. Oh my god, good for Zane. So proud. Yes. So, but overall, sad that I forgot about this song because now I'm gonna listen to it all the time and scream, "I'm a thief" to myself, but. <laughs> I don't know. This is like slightly off topic. Anytime I hear the word thief in music, I always think of Ansel Elgort and his song Thief. And so I like literally every time I was listening to this, like preparing for this podcast, I was like, I'd rather be listening to Ansel Elgort's Thief right now. Wow. Ouch. That's strong words. That is strong words. Um, Especially because it's not like Ansel is like the greatest music artist ever, but I don't know. 
and he's <laughs> he's also been canceled. I don't know if you know that, but Ansel's canceled. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation for another day. Okay, okay. Well, it still doesn't take away from the fact that I loved his song growing up, regardless of yeah. how he's canceled now. So. Yeah, no, for sure. So, anyways, jumping into the rating. Rating. Are you ready for to rate stand-up? I am. What did you give it? I put it at a three, but I'm second-guessing myself. I put it at a three, too, as well. I Yeah, but you like it a lot more than I do. And I, I don't know. At the time, I was like, it's just kind of average for me. It's not, like, great. It's not, like, bad. I feel like I should probably put it lower than what I did. And maybe it'll move next week. I'm sorry if that um... happens, guys. <laughs> Wow, you're going to move it down after figuring out the song? You're still going to move it down? How would you- I don't know. I haven't decided. This song, like, confuses me. Like I said, like, <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the lyrics, and I didn't focus on, like, the actual song itself. And I don't know. I, like, like it, but I don't, and I just don't know how to feel. So I'm I'm very mixed in my feelings, which is why a three actually is probably fine for it, because it's very average. It's very in the middle. Yeah, and I... I- I put it at a three and I really kind of go like stole my heart. I put, I go back and forth between a three and a three and a half. And honestly, the only reason that it's below stole my heart is because I, it was forgettable to me somehow and stole my heart wasn't. So whatever that forgettable factor was, has moved it to a three. Which makes sense. Like if, if you forgot it, then it, it shouldn't be as high, you know? Yeah. So moving forward quick note we are talking about moments now so just saying again that trigger warning this song does have i mean the whole song is about suicide and all of that and mental health so we will be talking about that so if that's not for you feel free to leave this podcast we've loved having you along so far for this episode but we'll see you in the next one then all right so thanks for issuing that trigger warning cast because the song is very heavy and I I think that in order to talk about the song, we have to talk about the themes that are present within it. Yeah, so, I mean, really, I think we should just start off with the heavy stuff, and then we'll get into the light parts of the song to end the episode. But to start, I have to say, I truly did not know that this song, I never realized that this song was about suicide until you told me. Which is so interesting to me, because literally the moment that I heard it, I remember, like, sobbing because it was so heavy and so just like at the point that the song came out I didn't know anybody that had committed suicide in any way but like obviously we'd seen tv shows where it had been like a theme before or movies or something and so it still like really resonated with me then it resonates with me now and I just I don't know it's it's very I I I, have some issues with it but I have some like positives about it too I, and I, honestly, and I'm going to kind of out myself, I guess, a little bit here and saying, when I listened to this song, I knew it was sad, and maybe I had seen in a post that it was about suicide, but I don't remember, but I truly just think that, to me, I was like, this is just a sad song, but it's a One Direction song, but it's just sad, and I didn't look into it any more than that, and really, I should have known, it was written by Ed Sheeran, for those who can't tell, it's pretty obviously an Ed Sheeran song (laughs) but Ed Sheeran tends to write about these heavy heavy topics and he did especially in the beginning and so I'm kind of stunned at myself that I didn't catch it because you know like I knew the A-team was about a girl all the things that go into that song it's a very long backstory to that song and all of that and so I caught on to all that so I'm just very surprised that I never caught on to what this song was but I think I was just so clouded in the fact that it's just a One Direction song and it's one of their sad ones but I'm just happy listening you know yeah and I don't know why I caught on so fast I think for me it's the bridge that really speaks to me the most that Zane sings and it has always stood out to me as being like one of the most like powerful parts of this song because most of the song is pretty slow. It's pretty, like, in in your feelings type of music. You know, it's a ballad. But then this bridge, it speeds up. It's, like, replicating kind of the, the mindset that one may go through before they take their own life. And 
it's just I don't know what it is, but it's just it it's a really, very heavy bridge for sure. It is. It hits me like in the gut every time I listen to it, and it's so powerful. It's so good. Zane is the perfect one to sing that part too. Like I just mm-hmm. want to be very clear and. I don't think it's ever bad to talk about mental illness or heavy topics like suicide in music, because I think that's one way that people express themselves through tragedies and trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I will say that a song like this, in a way, does simplify these topics as well, because it kind of leads to the idea of, well, if only I could have said one more thing, if only we had one more day, if only I had one more moment with you, I could have prevented this from happening. And like, I know that that's a very real thought that people that are left behind kind of have, but it just realistically isn't true. And one more moment, one more day, one more whatever would not have made the difference. It, it Maybe it could have, but like... There's so much no, that goes into mental health that yeah. that that was my only like critique and like frustration with the song listening back. And like now that I was like analyzing it, I was like, OK, yeah, it's it, I get it. I get the, the, the feeling, but it's not fully uh, comprehensive of everything that goes into that like really tragic decision. Yeah. And going off what you were saying about the lyrics being like this moment of time, finding the words to say before you leave. I think I found, I thought that this song was just about a breakup because looking at the whole album as a whole, we've never, they hadn't talked about any heavy topics like this yet. It had just kind of been, the whole album was about a relationship. And so to me, it didn't make sense for this boy band on this very high, happy album to all of a sudden take this huge turn from talking about a relationship and what I thought was a breakup to know actually they're talking about a much more serious heavy topic of suicide and that just it's one of those things where it's it's nice because there are these big bands like this that talk about it but they don't really talk about it they just sang a song about it that was given to them from Ed whereas Ed he sings through his tragedies and it makes more sense for him rather than making sense for one direction, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a very mature song for the boys, given that you also have songs on this album. Like before I was saying, I want and stand up and up all night that are like goofy and fun and energetic. Not that you can't have both on an album. I mean, Ed has, um, I can't even think of the name. Absolutely not. Well, he has these happy, like, wedding songs that people use for their first dances. And then he has these really tragic songs. Like, talking about Divide, I think, they have Supermarket Flowers, where it's like, that's about the death of a parent. And then he has whatever the wedding song was from that album. I feel like every album has one wedding song. (laughs) Perfect, yes. Perfect, yeah. I agree. And he also has, like, a goofy song called Barcelona on that album, too, that's just, like, about traveling and being in Spain which is like fun and it just so it's definitely possible to have a mix of like heavy and but it needs to be more spread out and more dispersed and it needs to make sense for the brand and for the artist Ed Sheeran who is a singer songwriter it makes sense for somebody like that to sing about everything in his life happy and sad because he's a singer songwriter One Direction their first album it really didn't make sense because it just adds that this is just a hodgepodge album that they tried to make sense. I think they thought that we would take moments as to be a breakup, which like I did. But according to Ed, that is not what it's about. It's so interesting to me that this is on the first album, too, because I think it became clear as we became like dedicated directioners that a lot of young across the United States and across the world were suffering with like mental health issues at the time. I mean, we've talked about how high school is kind of like the time that a lot of those problems really come to the surface and are like made known to a lot of young people. And so I think this song really speaks to some of the 
difficulties people may have been facing at the time. But it's interesting to me that they would have led with something like this when they didn't know their audience yet, if that makes sense. I I can appreciate this song for what it is because we, like you said, we were in that era where we were having more problems pile up and learning more about mental illness and what was really going on. And especially kind of not to like dump this on Tumblr, but in the Tumblr era, I felt especially things (laughs) like mental illness and suicide and self-harm were all glorified on that social media platform. And that's how it came out at the right time to fit in with all of that. But it doesn't fit for the brand of One Direction at that time, if that makes sense. In the grand scheme of time, yes. In One Direction's timeline, no. I completely agree. And I actually wanted to ask you the question, maybe before we get into like a little bit of happier topics with this song, is do you think that because One Direction's brand is all about kind of the happy-go-lucky boy band, like, vibe, do you think that they, in a way, by singing this song, somehow glorified mental health or mental health struggles slash suicide? It's kind of a hard thing because when you do... People can take it that way for sure because they're just like, oh, there's just this up and coming huge boy band singing about this and they're just going to make money off of this topic. So, yes, but I think for certain directioners and certain true fans, this song was probably an anchor for them and a very important song to a lot of people. So I, it kind of depends who you talk to. To the general public, they probably definitely think that. Personally, I I don't know where I sit because I, like I said, I didn't know it was about that until today. So I can appreciate that they talked about it, but I don't want to take away the fact that this song might mean a lot to some people. I'm kind of in the same boat where it like it meant a lot to me growing up, regardless of like, its meaning like I just thought it was a really beautiful song you know and um, I'm sure people have an even deeper connection to it and so I, I don't want to take away from that at all but I agree that the general public could hear it and be like ooh, yeah it's very weird choice for them I think I'm glad that One Direction have such a ballad like this where I mean to directioners to the fans the song was really important and it was great that they were exposing us to this side of them but I think that this song might have been better just kept by Ed and sang by Ed I agree though I this is one of the cases where I believe that the boy band like mix of voices makes sense to me it Um, and they definitely make it work with everybody having different solos everybody sings a different part and I can appreciate that part of the song too and they have great harmonies throughout, like musically. Oh my god! Oh, I have so many great comments about the harmonies in this song. Well, let's get into it because I said literally musically, this is my favorite song on the album, hands down. Musically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I definitely didn't say that. That's a strong statement. But thinking about it, definitely this. I mean, the pre-chorus, I said, Harry's pre-chorus that he sings, I love it. I know it's kind of it's only two lines but just the way he sings it it feels very raw and very good and I'm just like I can appreciate his pre-chorus a lot and then the harmonies on Niall's solo that Harry sings Mm -hmm. oh I love those so much and I listen to the live version too and they're just as good in the live version (laughs) I think they're better in the live I I said okay so I said I think i personally might just like the live version of this song more in general because it fits the song more just to kind of have an acoustic guitar background rather than kind of trying to add these other pop music backgrounds to it. I agree. Did Niall play the guitar in the live version? Mm, This was kind of before the, the one that I watched. I watched the Today Show live version today and... Um, Niall was not, but I think as they toured longer, Niall did. 
like the okay. last tour and stuff he did, but I don't think in the beginning. But I do, okay, I have one funny comment to say because I did watch the Today Show version and you know there's all the people lined up in the streets with their signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a girl in the front who's holding a sign that says, I hate carrots. And I'm like, <laughs> it just made me reflect. And I'm like, man, I miss the old days. Like, I miss the old One Direction days of, like, carrots and spoons and all that garbage that just, like, inside jokes. I'm like, oh, I miss that. What a time. Oh my God. Things were so much simpler back then, man. But anyways, back to the music. Um, okay, we we need to talk about the lyric and the tears stream down my face. <laughs> because that lyric, I think, has just become a staple in our conversation. <laughs> oh, it has. We've said that for years. I just think it's such a good description of just like, you know, when people say like, I'm dying, I think it's more fun to say and the tears stream down my face. <laughs> yeah well it's also more accurate most of the time yeah, that's true <laughs> that's true oh my gosh this song lyrically it, i mean getting rid of like the meaning behind the lyrics and just talking about the the poetry of the lyrics is so powerful i agree i do i i love it but i have one like weird lyric that i want to point out where it says okay. i think it's it's the chorus. I think it says my, yeah, my heart is breathing for this moment and I don't get it. Like, why didn't you just say my heart is beating for this moment? Why is your heart breathing? I just find that very weird. Are you sure it is? <laughs> I, yeah, I looked it up. I looked it up cause I couldn't believe it. I was cause all these years I'm, I've been saying breathing when I sing it and I'm like, are they really saying breathing? So I looked it up and they are, cause my heart is breathing for this moment. Which maybe that makes it seem more passionate or something, but it just annoys me because I'm like, no, your heart is beating for this moment. <laughs> that's that's wild. I feel like it's probably trying to reference the suicide thing again, if I'm totally honest with you. It's it probably like, is. Like the last breath, Like I'm alive, like, I'm breathing. Yeah. Like yeah. But to me, but, Heart beating is kind of in the same realm, and I just found it weird. But overall, I mean, even when you look up the lyrics, they're written like a poem. Like, you can tell that this this is a poem that's just sung. Which, I mean, that's all that music is, generally, but this truly just is a poem. One of my favorite lines in this song is actually, My judgment's clouded like tonight's sky. And I think one of the reasons is because it sounds like, uh, truly, it sounds like one of the old poets, like, that I used to read in my English classes. Like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds so refined and beautiful. And I don't know, that line is always spoken to me, just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was just teenage angst, but I don't know. I still felt it this time when I was listening to it. I think that verse in general, that second verse where it is Niall and Louis, it just... Maybe it's just because they sing it. I don't know. It kind of does hit a little bit harder than the first verse. Because, I mean, it has, like, don't want to be reminded, don't want to be seen. Just, like, locking yourself in your room. And it is very teenage angst where you just kind of feel that. And it just, you related to it so much back then. You really did. And it's just, it's so beautifully written. And it, again, it's my favorite musically, lyrically all of it on the album. Um, not my favorite overall, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that was most of what I said. Oh, I did have one comment back with the harmonies that we were talking about, how Harry has harmonies during Niall's solo in that second verse. Louis sings next in that verse, and there's no harmonies with that. And I thought it was very weird. Because I was listening and I was like, oh, well, you can hear Harry behind Niall, but then Louis comes on and it's silence. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, they're appreciating Louis singing like I am. <laughs> what are the lyrics there? I'm looking it up. They are. Hands are silent voices. I think I think maybe that's why. Um, maybe I'm wrong. 
try to scream out my lungs. So what I what I'm imagining is the Harry duet, and this again could just be me going on a tangent. Sorry. I imagine the Harry duet kind of being like the ghost of the person that has passed mm-hmm. as like the person's locking themselves in their room. It's like they also close the door through the key don't want to be reminded, don't want to be seen because they were going through a tough time. And then like hands are silent, voices numb. Like you're alone. You're like, you know, it's happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could so, just be like the moment that it happens, you know, cause you know, trying to move, can't scream, crying, right. not to jump back to that topic. But I, now that I think about it, that probably is like the moment in the song that it is occurring. Well, no, because the moment of the song that it's occurring is, as I feel myself fall, make a joke of it all in the bridge. Okay, so after you told me that this is about suicide, I looked it up more, and somebody, there was like a another little conspiracy, I guess, that the bridge is actually the singer then taking their life, kind of like a Romeo-Juliet type thing. I've seen that conspiracy too. I think it's more so the fact that it says flashing lights in my mind to introduce it to me means that we're 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 moving. We're we're going to a different body. This is not the same person anymore. I can see that. I still personally feel like it might be in that other verse and this is kind of the the bridge being the person finding out cuz I I know I can relate just like when terrible tragedies happen you just kind of you go insane a little bit you know like you have you're just filled with these mixing emotions there are like these flashing lights in your mind it's not necessarily like I can see flashing lights being looking back on your life but to me I can also see flashing lights being going through all the memories that you had with this person and all of this stuff too so that's actually a good point that it I haven't looked at it like that before, but it could very well be that because I, when you find out that someone you know and love has died, um, it truly does like often make people like fall over, like they sit down or they like collapse. And yeah, so it could easily be that as well. Yeah, for sure. Now that we've jumped back to the set. <laughs> I don't have any more happy notes either. The carrot side was my happy note. <laughs> uh, I have a funny thing. I have a very okay. funny thing. Okay. okay. So this song for the longest time was like my go-to shower song. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't know, it was a ballad. It was one of my favorite ballads. And like, I do mean the longest time. I'm talking like from the time that I discovered it to the time I was like midway through college. Like this. Oh yeah. You, you love this song. song. This was your I, song. It still is. Like, honestly, if there's a time that I want to, like, bring One Direction back out, this song comes back. Yeah. And so this is this is the known Jess song for everybody's back at home. Everybody knows that moments is Jess's song. <laughs> but I would like it to be very well known right now. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, toot my own horn too much. But I don't think I'm, like, the worst singer in the world. This song proves me wrong. That I am a bad singer because it's so hard to sing. It is so hard to sing. Yeah, it is. It goes so high into the boys falsetto and you can't belt it all the way through. At at least not as an alto. I can't. No, the make a joke of it all is a bit of a stretch for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And even like the, the chorus where it's like, my heart is beating for this. It's very, yeah, it's wide range. It is very wide and it like hits like that peak. Like it's not even like you have to sustain it where at least you could like get some vibrato underneath you and like get some air. It's like, you just have to hit it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're going from a low note to a high note very constantly. And that is really challenging to sing. And I think that's one reason why I label this so high in like musicality. And I like put it, just so far above a lot of the rest of the album in my mind because I know as a singer that this song is not easy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so. I can even tell watching the live version, and I'm sure that this happened many times. After Niall sang his solo, he looked actually angry at himself. Like, he felt that he did bad. He didn't. I thought he sounded fine. But 
and I can just see that this song being one of the ones that they probably struggle with a lot to sing, especially in the beginning. I'm sure. And they, it's also become one of their like well-known songs that they probably want to do well because it does have all that meaning to it. Like we've talked about for the rest of yeah. the previous part of the episode, but. And they sing it at it. They sang it through all of their tours. Like even the latest tour, they still sang moments. Yeah, they did. It, it was kind of one of those. Did they? I'm pretty. They did, right? They definitely did on one of their stadium tours. I don't remember if okay. it was both. Maybe not the last one, but when we saw them in Chicago in 2013, I believe, they definitely sang it then. And yeah, it's just it's one of those pull out your flashlight and <laughs> wave back and forth type songs live. But I do think that they sing it very well live. It is the, I feel like it's the ballad that has really driven them throughout all of their albums, if that makes sense. Kind of, Yeah, I think Little Things might have kind of taken over as their popular ballad. But I think popular, moments, yes. For for true directioners, I think Moments is the 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 ballad rather than Little Things. I agree. And then for directioners that may have just been casual fans, I bet Little Things was probably yep. more. But I don't know. Yep. Moments definitely, it's a great song, and I'm ready to rate it now. If you are, me too. I ranked this pretty high. I ranked this at a four which for me is high because I haven't had a four and a half this whole album. I, my highest has been four. And I, I think, like you said, this song is the best for them lyrically. Thank you, Ed Sheeran. It's the best musically. Definitely one of the best on the album for sure. I completely agree. And probably no surprise. I put it at a 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah, I don't think it needs explanation after all the the good things I just said about it, but love this song. Always will, probably. <laughs> well, now we have a full 15 song ranking list. Are we do we want to run so through long. that really quick? Yeah, I think Not we have to. End. <laughs> <laughs> Next week will be our true end up all night cuz we do want to talk about the B-side songs, but this is the end of the uh, non deluxe album. <laughs> yes. Um, so, do you want to uh, go first with your rankings? Sure. I'll start at the bottom at number 15. <laughs> I have I Want, then oh Gotta God. Be You, <laughs> then Everything About You, 12 is Taken, 11 Up All Night, 10 What Makes You Beautiful, then Same Mistakes, Stand Up, Tell Me a Lie, Save You Tonight, and then my top five. I have Stole My Heart, More Than This, number three is I Wish, number two is Moments, and number one is still One Thing. Oh, love that. Um, In comparison, coming in in dead last for me is Gotta Be You, followed by I Wish, and then Everything About You. Number 12 is I Want, then Up All Night, then Stand Up, which, again, could change, but I don't know, probably not. Uh, then number nine is Tell Me a Lie. Number eight is Save You Tonight. Seven, Taken. Six, Same Mistakes. Five, Stole My Heart. Four, What Makes You Beautiful. Three, More Than This. Two, Moments. And number one, One Thing. I think we should, so we have our rankings side by side right now, so we can both see how they all line up. And we will post something so you all can see that too after next week when we finish up with the B-sides. Because it's just, it's so fun to look at how a lot of our middle is similar. Our tops are pretty much the same, except for those few songs that are just so far off for each other. <laughs> Truly. And if you want to see that so you can like see it a little bit easier, because we know it's a little difficult maybe to follow with us like talking so quickly. If you'd like to see that, be sure to follow us over on our social media pages. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at LD Fangirls Pod. Um, and then we also have a Facebook group 
that we're very excited about. And I think this would be a really good place for us to discuss your rankings. And like, if you're listening along with us, kind of where you're at and why you disagree that we should not have both put one thing at the first slot or we gave too much crap to gotta be you go on our Facebook group and tell us all of your opinions. Yeah. And then if you really liked this episode, this podcast, if you really didn't like this episode or this podcast, let us know, leave us a review. We want this to be something that we do together with our audience. So let us know what we can do better so we can grow and develop or tell us what you really like so we can keep doing it. Yeah, we are so excited about this, guys. And we're just getting started. We may be almost done with Up All Night, but we got a lot more to go. So we are pumped. Yeah, thank you guys all so much for listening today. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.